0: Studio 6B on a Wednesday night, August 16th, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. Turn up my ears a little bit so I can hear what's going on. Slick Rick's going to do some sports. Rick Delgado's got the news. Glad you're part of the show, as always. Giving us a few hours each and every weekday night right here, 8 to 10, on Real America's Voice. Glad you're in. We'll get to the roll call in the chat right now, in the Getter chat or on the website or wherever you're at. Tell us where you're watching from, State City. And make sure you tell us platform you're watching on. If you, if we don't, if you're new to the chat, make sure you tell us. If we don't recognize you, if you're new, let us know where you're watching from. Slick Rick, how are you? I'm
1: doing great, Big D. How you doing tonight?
0: Very good. How was your day?
1: Uh, good day today. Really good. Very productive. Busy. You know, the weather's kind of, you know, so-so in the summer in August. Very hazy, oppressive, but no, not bad. Weather well, we'll was
0: good. nice tonight. Ate dinner outside. Night was nice with my wife. It was very nice. Nice. Are you a fan of Greek food? Uh, here and there. You know, I am the, becoming uh, a fan. Uh, okay. Big time. Not bad. You're How about the you, falafels? Delgado?
2: You liking the falafels?
0: Well, my wife turned me on to this place we have where we live, and uh, we've ordered sandwich. We, we've ordered stuff from there, and um, man, it's really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Moussaka is a good dish. That's a real good dish.
2: There's some good places around yeah. you on and, the North Shore. There
0: are you a are you a Greek uh, fan?
2: Uh, yeah. I'm a Greek fan. Sure, okay. of course.
0: Yeah. Who is? Well, I'm a little. Well, me. I was not until the last two days or last four days. We've ordered it twice. I'm a little late to the party, but no, it's good. Yeah. It was really good. This sandwich has got French fries that comes on top of it. It's, I don't know. I forget what it's called. It's called the General. I think that's the yeah, name of the sandwich. Span- it's got like all three, three different style, I guess, meats or whatever. And it's got uh, what's the what's the stuff that they put on it to really to taste, the taste the yogurt
2: sauce seasoning
0: yeah no it's seasoning? like called something sasinki or statiki or sure whatever you say Tzatziki. tzatziki. Oh, tzatziki. tzatziki. <laughs> oh man the, there you tzatziki, go that's what makes it Tzatziki. oh yeah Aaron are you a Greek fan isn't he a rapper I,
3: I like am it. a Greek fan actually T- Tzatziki's
0: he's like not a rapper he's <laughs> no. not a rapper
3: uh,
0: <laughs> are you a, you are a Greek fan yes I am yeah Yeah, okay <laughs> Rick's a Spyro Gyro fan. <laughs> 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 Come on. Oh, well, I'm, wow, uh, I, I love that first album. Yeah, I, know yeah, I actually like them, too. Oh, <laughs> well, they actually man. came to Hofstra Rick, and played uh, when I was there. There you go. Yeah. You yeah. know, yeah, they were good. So, <laughs> all right. Uh, lots to do on a Wednesday. I don't care. I don't know why I told you I'm a Greek, why I got into that. But I just. Ah, it's oh, all Greek to me. It's, right. <laughs> it's just—it's good. So, I'm sure a lot of the audience is down with that. So, or maybe not. I don't know. So,
2: well, you know what? In New York, there's a big Greek um Community, I think. I think you'll find different spots in the city where it's, it's very Greek. Yeah. Diners across Long Island have been known for years of being owned by people that are of Greek descent. And, you know, when they come out with food, you're talking about a plate that's like a family style plate. If, if you've ever been to like a family style restaurant and you see the size of the plate they bring out, yeah. that's normal for a New York diner, like for your one meal, like, oh, I just want a burger and fries. They'll bring out a huge plate with yeah. burger and fries and this yeah, and sauerkraut it, it, yeah, and plenty pickles of food. and just just piles Pumpy. of food. You're like, oh my goodness. Um, so I think that's probably where it comes from because it's it you know food is huge, and I think you find that in a lot of communities. But in the Greek and Italian communities, food and and big family you know style plates are huge in those communities.
0: Did you speaking of Long Island? Did you see the story, uh, and uh, video out of Nassau County, Long Island, yesterday? <laughs> yeah, of this deranged lunatic <laughs> <Belmore>. <laughs> I love with it. a gun. Yeah, was, in
1: Belmore, right? Yeah, you used walking to teach in Belmore, didn't you?
0: walking in the um, walking in the intersection. Yep. Wow, of Belmore Avenue and Jerusalem Avenue in in this little town, Belmore, in Nassau County, Long Island, broad daylight. And before, I guess bef- yeah, broad daylight, right in the middle of the afternoon. And I guess before the video picks up, I guess she had already fired the weapon into the air. Yeah. Which on the video that I saw, you don't see that. But she's pointing it at this cars. It's like a four way stop. And she's pointing it at the cars, and then she's pointing it at her head. She's pointing it at the car. She's turning around and pointing it. And the Nassau County, <laughs> Nassau County Nassau County point. police officers. Um, Nassau County police officers actually used a vehicle to take her off her feet. Yes. Kind of sideswiped her. Yes. Wow. Nassau County is one place Suffolk County uh, that the police don't the police are not playing around. Right? Nope. It's one good thing you can say for the money we spend in taxes around here. The one thing you can say the police officers are fantastic in both Nassau, Suffolk County. Fantastic. They're not messing yeah. around. Fantastic.
1: Right. I was just communicating with a police officer a couple hours ago about a fair I'm doing, and she was all over it. Give me an aerial, do this, do that. They are right on it, Big D.
0: They are not yeah. playing games yep. with your nonsense. Yeah. And they were not playing with her, and they took her down pretty quickly. <laughs> but It was a wild <laughs> video.
2: Yeah. You, you know what I, I immediately thought of was the uh, the other video we played last night of the bull taking the woman out. Because that's exactly what it looked like.
0: Yeah, that oh. is exactly <laughs> what the car did. They just <laughs> used a vehicle to do it. Right. Oof. Uh, yeah. Why? Just, I mean, just wild. So, um, so there's a lot, to lot to talk about tonight, but I want to start with just, uh, maybe not the main story of the day, but it was the main, one of the main stories for me, because if you remember a couple months ago, there was an I tried to find the article, but I could not find it in the wall street journal, talking about how AM radio was going to be, uh, they were thinking about taking AM radio out of all these cars. Right. And uh, I remember we talked at the time that it wasn't just about the fact that somehow it was uh, they were taken out of the cars. They were they were going after AM radio because, you know, what dominates AM radio most of the time across this country is conservative talk. Oh yeah, that is what dominates AM radio. Sports as well, but conservative talk. And of course, Rush Limbaugh owned the twelve to three. Hannity owns three to six. Levin owns six to nine. And you've got other greats, Hugh Hewitt across the country. You have, I mean, you could, you could go through to Bon Bongino now, obviously, and others who have since we lost Rush. But, we, but conservative talk radio has dominated AM Airways forever. It is the most profitable. It makes a lot of money. The demographics are extremely well uh, listened to throughout. Um, left-leaning talk makes zero money. Yeah, there are there's no money. There's no sponsors. There's no listeners. um, And that's why you don't hear a lot of a lot of left talk on on AM radio. It's all conservative talk. They've dominated it. So when I saw that article and they made it about the cars and the technology and this, you know, FM and Sirius and and we're going to satellite and it's just where the technology's moving on. For me it was always it was never about the technology. This is this is the way they've always wanted to try to get rid of conservative talk radio. So stemming from that, obviously we've seen, you know, think back to 2016, people like Alex Jones in the early years of the Trump years were um you know deplatformed and and tech companies would go after him and he and he would get thrown off of these places and of course he was always kind of um Putting this box as this fringe character at the time. And people were like, well, you know, he's nuts. So it's not, you know, they're, they're de-platforming him and, and giving him a hard time and he's losing sponsors and he's losing, air, you know, whatever he can't get ads and can't get platformed on these places other than his own infrastructure. It was never looked at. It was always looked at more if he was this fringe character guy, not not the slippery slope that it ended up being. of course now, then in 2017, if you remember that diversity um, guy from Google mm-hmm. came out, remember, kind of a whistleblower. We got his uh, notes of, about the diversity woke practices that Google was undertaking. Um, and again, people paid attention, but not really thinking like there's this slippery slope of these big tech companies. Josh Hawley, early in his career, if you remember, he used to talk about it a lot, Section 230 and the reforms that were needed, and it kind of building steam, building steam, building steam, leading really to October 2020 when the New York Post, the fourth largest paper in the country, and the laptop from hell Story, and how that got deplatformed on all of these tech websites, including Twitter at the time. That's the fourth largest newspaper in the country. People were not even allowed to go read it or share it People got the the post got locked out of their account. Uh, And we all remember living through that, what it was like. Um, And from that, the 2020 election, besides all the fraud that we know happened, when people are asked, if you knew the true extent of the laptop from hell, would that have changed the way you voted, or would you have continued to vote for Biden if you knew that laptop story was real, and to the extent of what was on there, and the fact that the FBI had it? And of course, most people who are asked about that say, "No, I wouldn't have." So it probably swung the election as well. Yeah, we, I think
2: I think they they estimated around seventeen to eighteen percent.
0: Yeah, we also know that Google and Facebook and Twitter before Elon Musk bought it, pre-Elon could change their algorithms to swing search uh, results to favor candidates. So we know what it has been like. Now, Elon came along and bought Twitter, and obviously some things have changed. But today, Glenn Beck wakes up to find his very well-listened to, very popular, huge, as a matter of fact, co-founder of The Blaze, Glenn Beck, Uh, his podcast podcast. From Apple iTunes, gone. All three thousand episodes vanished, vanished, gone, with no explanation. Whoa! With I didn't hear no about this. No explanation at all. And of course, he took to social media, and thankfully, he had a place to go, like Twitter, to put the word out there to not be censored. Um. And of course, eventually later in the day they were returned, but Mr. Beck, as of, I believe, tonight has gotten no response from Apple on what happened, on the so-called glitch. Just as he's talking about things like Georgia and things on his podcast that we're talking about every night on our podcast. This show, the audio version of this show goes up on Apple, iTunes, and other places every single night afterwards. Uh, So how is it that Glenn Beck's Uh, Platform gets deplatformed, three thousand episodes by Apple with no explanation, and then all of a sudden it's back, and they just they won't reach. As far as I know, they haven't reached out to them. Yeah, (laughs) and it just goes to show you that again, we are still conservative. Talk is always going to be in the scope of the left of these big tech monopolies: Google, Facebook, Amazon. The Democrat Party, uh, they still believe they operate as the regime-approved gatekeepers of what is sufficient talk, what is acceptable talk, what is permissible speech, what is permissible conduct. And today is just a reminder of that. So the AM radio thing we got, you know, kind of away from. But it's just not you. Just we are not to forget that that will conservative talk will always be a target. If they could get rid of it, they would through their FTC Biden's FTC um, people. He's put up some of these nominees have been absolutely that that would be their goal. Thankfully, that one lunatic didn't get approved. But um, today's just another reminder of that as we head into this election season that. we are always going to be a target of these kind of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: And they will look for any opportunity to shut everything down. If you wake up one morning, oh, <laughs> oh wow, I'm offline. I can't get on anything. Uh, don't be surprised if uh, that happens. Yep. It's it's not outside the scope. Um, it, it could be test runs. Who knows? We've seen it happen in other countries where they shut down the Internet because they're trying to make sure that the terrorists don't uh, communicate. Um when you consider they're starting to call us terrorists, gives you gives you reason to to worry about it.
0: All right, live from Studio Six B, just getting started on a Wednesday night, thirteen to past the hour. Sports with Slick Rick, news with Delgado coming up right after this. the hour. You know, one of the reasons we're um, building up live from Studio 6B and now developing an app. We are. Are, are these reasons. Are, the, are all these reasons. So we can always try to be somewhat self-contained. I mean, there's always some kind of back end that you need, whether it's servers at AWS and Amazon or some, you know, certain things you need. But you try to get away from as much of that stuff as possible so that you can um, be self-sufficient. Look at Rumble. I mean, look at what these tech companies did getting together to, to get rid of parlor. Yeah, I mean, you don't need any other example than to look at that, mm. and that's only a couple of years a couple of years ago. So, and we know that we know some of the troubles Rumble has had, obviously dealing with them and having to build their own infrastructure. And um, you know, we need more conservatives. And we need more conservative money. To uh, to you know, and Dan Bongino's done some of this, but we need some of the real big, big, big money Republicans to put some money into these things into into infrastructure that's why rumble has done you know look at R- what rumble has done it's 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 trying to compete with youtube is not easy but they've uh, you know they continue to build they continue to have good quarter after good quarter um but we ne- we need more of that to get to be able to continue to try to cut ties and be free of having to rely on some of these big tech um you know, gatekeepers.
2: Yeah. And, and you know what? Since you mentioned Bon he actually started something that, that he references to. I don't know if he coined this phrase, but a parallel economy where he talks about different, you know, John Rich wanting to start a bank that's unattached that the uh, the lefties can't, you know, yeah. control your bank account, stuff like that. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Old you, Glory g- Bank, Old right. Glory Bank. Giving yeah. you options instead of PayPal. You come to, there's, there's a different uh, pay pay system you can use through there. So there are things that are growing. It's it take a while, obviously. But like you said, you do need those those big financiers to come in and say, "Let's roll the dice on this." Because let's face it, as they as they find out very quickly, as Bud Light found out very quickly, um, people who think normally, you know, normal, uh, there's only two genders, you know, kids shouldn't be sexualized, you know, that kind of weird, crazy stuff. But we consider it normal. There, we vastly outnumber the wackos, completely outnumber them. So if we decide we're going to stop doing business with you and go to someplace else, that new place is going to thrive. And, and, you know, you you look at somebody like who's been thought of as a, uh, a, as a left-wing actor, a Hollywood uh, guy that, you know, started his, his YouTube um, show and now is, is, Basically going on YouTube for a few minutes to say, now follow me over to Rumble so I can talk about the stuff I really want to talk about. And I'm forgetting his name. (laughs) The long-haired guy. You know, the English guy. Russell Brand. Russell Russell Brand, Brand. yeah. Right. He starts his show and he he does like the intro of like 10 or 12 minutes and he goes, okay, we're going to be talking about the, uh, the vaccine now. So follow us over to Rumble because he knows it's going to get shut off on YouTube. And that—that's basically what you're talking about. And, and another way they've tried to do it. Not only have they tried to to you know take AM radio out of cars, um, but they also last year—I don't know if you remember this story—a um, liberal uh, conglomerate went after to try to buy, and they succeeded in buying all these uh, Hispanic radio stations, Hispanic talk radio stations, which they once they started listening to them, they they're like, hey, what's going on here? Very conservative talk on, on, on Spanish talk radio stations, because that's what the culture is. It's about family. It's about being normal. It's about, it's not about all this lefto wacko stuff and the way they were able to, to shut some of it down was to buy it. So you gotta be, you gotta be mindful of that stuff too.
0: Yeah. Uh, We'll do some news with Delgado in a little bit. Uh, A couple emails here. Jody says, Hey fellas, new to Roku ditch cable left corporate news praise the lord thank you for all you do and thank you for slick rick rodeo sports Oh, coming up more wow. rodeo so that's coming up here in a second uh marissa says hey guys love you all so much we're watching uh from colorado you always make us cry laughing every day especially rick delgado's 2 a.m naked hammer fight club <laughs> in the what even is that it's our, I know what you're talking our about. favorite show we <laughs> never <laughs> miss so thank you very much marissa for the email We'll keep checking the emails throughout the night and on Getter as well. Slick Rick, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by our friend Mike Lindell, who kicked off his Lindell event today. And uh, Steve Bannon was there with Harry on the Highway out there in uh, Springfield, I believe, Missouri, where it's being held. And I watched a little bit of it. Emerald Robinson is uh, was hosting today, and I've always liked her. Uh, she asked great questions when they allowed her into the press briefing room at the White House. And she was there with Lindell today. I didn't hear a lot of, um, I heard more about Mike's life today, at least in the time that I was watching, than I heard anything about elections. But um, he has a fascinating story. He is a fascinating guy with just an unbelievable story of, um, you know, the downs and ups of life, the recovery. And uh, so I heard Mike talk a lot about his life and how he got started and the chances he had to take with the my pillow and still trying to get clean. Um, so it was, it was fa- I didn't hear a lot of election stuff, but I, I heard a lot about him. So I think day two tomorrow is going to be really the heavy election plan. So right. that's, uh, tomorrow and we're still there and Harry's still there. We'll be, uh, airing it. So. Anyways, use our code LFS6B Support Mike Lindell, as we always encourage you to do. Slick Rick, what's going on?
1: Alright, Big D, before I get into sports, I want to do a shout-out to Lenore and Lisa watching up in Rochester, New York. Lenore is a great friend of mine. We, Her and I have a small 501c3 not-for-profit. We raise money for small charities called Spheres of Influence on Long Island. Her and I are building it. You know, whenever you do something good, it's a slow build, but we're growing. So, shout-out to Lenore watching from Rochester, New York. She's on the road. And uh, let's get to the rodeo, Big D. Like that shirt, Slick Rick Sports. And here we go. I got a rodeo for you t- <laughs> Tonight, out in Oregon. Where else? Right in a great place for rodeos. The Canby Rodeo in Canby, Oregon. This is at the Bob Trevor's Arena. Underway. Scott just got on the way last night. Bareback Riding Leader, Mason Clements, 87F points on Calgary Stampede's Soap Bubbles. Love that name. Steer Wrestling. Oh, I love this name. Second round leaders, Rowdy Parrot, three point nine seconds. Sounds like the second floor of my house, Rowdy Parrots. Uh, <laughs> team Roping, Big D, second round. We got Ty Arnold and Caden Profilly, four point seven seconds. Saddle Brock, part. Walker Kempfer, 86 and a half points on Calgary Stampede's urgent delivery. Tie down and open second round, Caleb Schmidt, 7.8 seconds. bow Racing, Kathy Grimes, 16.28 tenths. Excellent score there. Bull Riding, Canyon Bass, 87 points on Bridwell Pro Rodeos. Big Nasty Jacks, total payout on this Rodeo, 211,900, and it'll wrap up on Friday night. So we'll be rolling that Rodeo through the week. Let's get to a couple of baseball scores while we have a minute. Oh, the Cincinnati Reds, can you believe they're winning 6-2? to two? At over the Guardians, that's at the end of five in Cincy. Uh, Astros, edge them the in 6-5, bottom five. Top six. Athletics over the Cardinals, 6-zip. Nationals, 2 nothing over the Red Sox. Top of the sixth. Bottom four. Blue Jays, 4-2 over the Phillies. Braves, blanking the Yankees, 2-zip. Bottom four. The Yankees are in trouble. Sure. Angels, one nothing <laughs> over the Rangers, bottom first. And we have the White Sox and the Cubs. No score, just underway in the second there. And Mariners over the Royals, 3-1, bottom first. Earlier today, Tigers top the Twins, 8-7. Mets over the Pirates, 8-3. Diamondbacks Edge the Rockies, 9-7. And Rays over the Giants, 6-1. Real time for a quick story there, Big D. Let's go. Former Olympic swimmer Helen Smart dies suddenly at 43. Here we go, Big D. Dylan Gwynn of Breitbart, former Olympic swimmer Helen Hart, who represented the Britain during the 2000 Olympic Games in Sydney, Australia, has died at the age of 43. No cause of death has been given, as usual. Friends and loved ones have described her death as sudden. Hart's post-Olympic career path had been education. She was working as a school principal principal at Worsley-Mesnes Community Primary School in Wigan, England at the time of her death. Hart, who who was 19 during the 2000 Olympics, competed under her maiden name, Don Duncan. She represented Britain in the 50-meter and 200-meter backstroke. Fellow British Olympic swimmer Sharon Davies wrote, this is very sad news, always a pleasure to interview, and always a huge smile on her face, a fierce competitor. No further details on Hart's cause of death have been released, but we've been talking about all these athletes' big day, and even at 43, to me, that's still a young athlete, probably. You know, yeah. well for a swimmer it's a little bit older, but, but that there's athletes that still play in 43, 50 years old, so what a shame. Very sad. And that's a wrap in sports big D. Back to you.
0: All right, Slick Rick, very good. We'll do some uh, news with Delgado when we get back. Rocco's watching tonight, and it's his birthday. So happy birthday to Rocco tonight. And I want to thank also Jason for watching. He says, guys, I'm on the road, but I'm watching you in the hotel. Oh, (laughs) okay. I thought thought he was driving. (laughs) That's some dedication right there. So (laughs) thank you to both of them. All right, we're back uh, right after this. Studio 6B, Uh, we're going to do some news with Delgado. I'm seeing tonight, breaking about an hour ago, that the North Carolina legislature, which the Republicans uh, control, overrides the governor's veto of a bill that was limiting of LGBTQ plus instruction in early grades that the the governor had vetoed it while the legislature stepped in and said, no, 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 we're going to override. They got the votes and they did it. So again, this is why, we argued in the midterms that some of these governorships and state legislatures were even more important than whether we held the Senate fifty-one forty-nine or whatever, you know. And, and some of these reasons, uh, we've all seen what, happens, what has happened in Florida over the last couple of years when you can get things done with an executive and a legislature working hand-in-hand. Hand. Um, and if you look around the country, what, what the Republicans control as far, as far as governorships and state legislatures, it's why it makes it so maddening. And while we have to continually talk about the fact that we always throwing our arms up and going, what are they doing? Even in the red states where we control it, we can't get what you would think would be red state-like legislation through. So there's at least one, one positive thing out of North Carolina tonight. So uh, we've got some other things to cover. Alan Dershowitz has a very interesting piece in the Daily Mail today reminding everybody about what happened um, in the 2000 election. So I'll go over that with you and we'll uh, take a look at what's going on with Fannie Willis and these dates. She's clearly working with Jack Smith. There's just, <laughs> there's just no two ways about it. Um, and I don't know, I guess there's a couple different ways you could look at the dates that are starting to be floated out there. And we'll look at a little, a little chart that I put out on social media today, comparing the dates that they want, as opposed to what is going on in the election season. Because basically what you have is now you've got uh, two district attorneys, Uh, you've got jack smith merrick garland uh basically running the election that that's basically they've they've basically taken it over uh so we'll talk about that as well but let's do some news first news is brought to you by early treatment meds early treatment com. use our code lfs6b at checkout, 50% off that early treatment pack if you're interested in that or high-dose vitamin D or any of the other great things at earlytreatmentmeds.com. Use our code. Uh, Rick Delgado, what's going on in the news? All
2: right. Well, you're talking about elections. Let's uh, see what the devil's been up to down in Georgia. As the uh, You like that? You like that? I like, like that. I, I, like thought that. I, I thought he'd get a kick out of that one. Uh, Fulton County clerk, who leaked the Trump charges, said she accidentally hit send. Sure. Instead of save.
0: Yeah, I mean, I could see
2: that. Yes, of course. This is not. <laughs> this is from the post millennial. Uh, the woman's name is Alexander. It said she wanted to get the indictment to the public as soon as possible, and that's how this mishap happened. The Fulton County a uh, clerk of courts admitted to accidentally releasing the fourth indictment on former president Donald Trump. She said she pressed send instead of save on the document. She said, sure. I'm human. Shay Alexander told channel two news, Tom Jones, mm-hmm. uh, who thought it wasn't unusual at all. <clears throat> uh, she was apparently under a lot of pressure to make sure the process went smoothly and made the oncoming indictment public. Yeah, she,
0: Ale- she doesn't look like she could be a Trump hater at all either. No no. Not, no, no, not one second.
2: Alexander told Jones, Hey, uh, That she wanted to get the uh, indictment to the public as soon as possible. That's how this mishap happened. And since you say that, she says, "I have no dog in this fight." She added, Mm -hmm. "A copy of the leaked document, as you recall, soon made its way onto social media." Vivek Ramaswamy, another presidential candidate in the Republican primary, posted some of the content online as well. The copy posted was what she called a dry, dry run or unofficial document that indicating the upcoming indictment. She said, "If it had been an official copy." Uh, It would have had an official stamp on it. Yeah. Said that that's the best word I could come up with. It was fictitious. It wasn't real. (laughs) It didn't have a stamp on
0: it. I think they think we all have stamps on our foreheads that say we're the losers here. Right. We're stupid, Alexander told Jones. Um, I mean, just think about this for a second. (laughs) The the district attorney in her 1130 p.m. primetime speech when they knew everybody was going to be watching at home for their made for television drama here told us. That she had no, now she's the district attorney. It's her yes. office. Yes. She told us she had, she wasn't up on what it is to be a clerk. Right. I don't know the administration work here. The administrators, what they do. Right. Uh, I know nothing about what's going on. So if at 3 p.m. when this went up, the girl said, oh, I hit save instead of send. Why wouldn't she have that night just said, I talked to, um, uh, Ms. Trump derangement syndrome, and she said that she hit save instead of send. It was our mistake. Right. Bapapi, we're sorry. Think. She didn't say any of that. Right.
2: She just went with, I know. She was the Sergeant Schultz, like you pointed out oh, last. Oh, <laughs> I know nothing. I know <laughs> I've seen nothing. I see nothing. nothing. Um, but what's really interesting about this story, and see if you follow me. So it doesn't matter because when you said what what time did it come out? Two thirty three. Eleventh.
0: Oh, the well, afternoon?
2: Uh, when was this
0: posted originally? Oh, the mistake? The yeah. mistake? The mistake. Oh, yeah. um, it was pretty early, yeah. Pretty early, right? The oversight.
2: Okay, yeah. so if it doesn't matter if she hit send or if she hits save, that already means that it was already predetermined. Because as they've said, it matched exactly what ended up coming out later on. Decisions, as you can tell, were already made. There was no reason for, for them to sit there and go through all the uh, all the gymnastics that they did of pulling in, in witnesses. Because in, in their eyes, guilt has already been found. They already had the end result. Remember, they already knew what they wanted. They already had it. But according to them, the way the process works, it wasn't done yet. It's the old show me the man and I'll show you the crime thing. Basically, because they already had the guy he's he's undoubted. This is what we're indicting him on. Oh, we got to get the witnesses to say this. That's right. So it's OK if that happens after everything has been done. Right. That she posted, say, say, you know what? They, they went ahead and they you know got all the evidence in. They were going to make the determination. They got the indictments. But the, the D.A. says, you know what? I'm going to hold it till the next morning. And then she goes, I hit send instead of stay. That would have made sense because they had the results already. They already had the indictment. But that's not what happened, is it? What happened was that they already had what they wanted, but they hadn't finished building the case yet. They hadn't finished doing the administrative part. They didn't do all the witnesses. So what do they do? CYA, they covered their ass, right? They extended the court time. They they had to bring in witnesses to, you know, they told the judge, you gotta stay late now. I gotta get witnesses in here that were supposed to be on Tuesday to come in now on Monday, because we have to cover up what we just did see the whole problem is again, the first hurdle they can't get over that first hurdle that she said I hit save I hit send and set a save because that means she already had the final document in front of her face and that's what she put up there. Now you can ask her, well who gave you that document? You obviously didn't write it. you weren't in there, right you didn't you didn't say, you know what these are the charges I've come up with. You got to ask this clerk, Shay Alexander, well who gave you this document? Who told you that these were going to be the charges? Why would you put it up on the website? She won't answer that question. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe we will find out. She's got, she's got a DeLorean at home. She went into the future, found out everything, came back, put it in there because she's that good. Who knows? Maybe it's, it's her version of the sports almanac where she can bet on every game because she knows the outcome. Nice. I like that. Could be, right? That's got to be the explanation, because hitting send instead of save still doesn't answer the question, where did you get the list of indictments from?
0: From what I've read, it is not unusual for attorney generals to actually write out the indictment and then go to the grand jury and say, tell me if you don't agree with anything that I'm presenting you in this. So, yeah, they probably wrote the whole thing out ahead of time and just had witnesses to be like, see, this is what we're saying.
2: Right. And they could do that. But why would they hand it to her? Well, because sure it's, it's not finalized. System. I can't. I can't give this. I can't even let anybody see this because I don't know what they're going to agree to. I it can't also get sounds this like they there. published
0: on WordPress, so I'm not giving them a lot of credit. What? I don't think they're up on
2: their technology over <laughs> there.
1: So what I'm saying, most quotes aren't.
2: Ah, uh, but still, when you're cut when when you're dealing with matters of law and you're talking about the DA who's in charge, you gotta expect some type of. Uh, uh, has You got to ask the question, have this ever happened to you before? Uh, I don't think so, because we've never heard of it happening before, except when it comes to this particular case. They already knew what they wanted. They already had their outcome. Now, they had to get there. It's almost like they tried to build a house without the foundation, but they forgot to put the foundation in. Uh-oh, the house is going to collapse because uh, we, we got nothing. So... That's, that, that was my big story of the day because I still can't get – they can't clear that first hurdle. How did you have something to even save if they haven't given you the final what the charges are? I could see if they had three charges. I got three in here. I got a couple with question marks, and that's what I – and that ended up being up there, and it was incomplete. Okay, you were in the process. That makes sense. But she had a complete finished product. Oh, it didn't have a stamp. Really? We're supposed to believe that because of the stamp, it's gonna change anything. Come on. Come I,
0: mean, on. I, I think I think maybe the broader and bigger point to all of this is that the grand jury system is a broken system and it's time to start having a conversation about uh, as Alan Dershowitz has pointed out in multiple TV appearances, the fact that this is um these this is an indictment from a grand jury means abso- it's even less than the old ham sandwich uh, line. It's less than that. You have a prosecutor. If the prosecutor wants an indictment, the prosecutor is going to get an indictment. It doesn't matter that it went to 23 people. And then it doesn't matter. It's a broken system. And it's becoming more politicized uh, as the country becomes more politicized, Mm. as is the jury of your peers. The idea of getting a jury of your peers um, is, is a harder concept to even think about now in some places. You cannot get a jury of your peers, especially if you're a Donald Trump. Or you're a conservative and there's places in this country that you cannot get a yeah. jury of your peers to look at you objectively or look at the case objectively the guy in in, in Texas you would think oh in Texas well he was in Austin when he was confronted by uh, member Antifa and yep. he had a gun in the car and they surrounded him with guns and he shot through the whatever he thought the guy was going to shoot him he could he could not get a jury of his peers in Austin, Texas. Being, uh, you know, with an R in front of your name. So the two concepts of this whole grand jury and the jury of your peers is becoming a real problem in this country. Yeah. It's which is probably the broader point, right? the bigger point.
2: All right. Do you want a little more news? We'll switch gears if, a little bit. If you have it, yeah. Yeah, of course. There's fury coming out of Harvard University. Why? Why? Is it too smart? Do they have too much, too much brain power up there? No, but at an event at Harvard, they encouraged some of their graduate students to apply for food stamps. What? Food stamps at Harvard, Harvard, despite the school's $53 billion endowment. Early this year, Harvard University Health Services reminded grad students that they could fuel their bodies and stock their pantries by using government assistance to pay for groceries. A flyer from the event said, did you know that grad students may qualify to receive assistance paying for food and groceries? Does that mean a Harvard degree is worth nothing? Is that what they're trying to tell you? Harvard's endowment makes it the richest university in the world. The fact that sparked outrage among community members who argued that paying graduate students a livable food stipend would barely even register in the school's massive budget. Graduate students are also paid $40,000 a year a wage by the university as well. Their endowment is over 50 billion and the undergrad tuition is $55,000 a year to start. Yet the grad students who do the most teaching, advising and mentoring at Harvard are so underpaid that they're eligible for food stamps, wrote one Harvard student. Harvard has some 21,766 grad students if the university were to sacrifice 150th Of its $53.2 billion endowment, it could in theory pay each student almost $50,000 a year, including that $9,000 increase from their current stipend. Mm -hmm. So, amazing, amazing. Go to Harvard.
0: Get on food stamps. All right, 17 past the hour, live from Studio 6B. We'll do some more news and sports. Plus, we've got Crazy Town coming up. Let me just give you a little tease on Crazy Town. Of the two speakers that are featured in Crazy Town, Joe Biden... Is the smartest. Yesterday said to do because I'm a free thing. Uh, live from Studio 6B, 13 till the hour. So I got an email here. Someone's celebrating 43 years of wow. marriage. The problem is I don't. I'm not exactly sure what whoever typed this email what the names are. Okay. M C E is not a word. That cannot be a person's name, right? Miss. Is he a rapper? Ms-a? Yeah, it could be a rapper. Yeah, maybe a rapper. And S H U K Shuck, also known as McPinner.
1: Oh, McPinner. Oh, big in the chat, McPinner. McPinner loves the rodeo. So Is McPinners course. the last McPenner's name? Oh, well, the name. we're gonna name yeah. them the McPinners.
0: the McPinners. I don't know McPinners. if that's their They're, last name. Uh, Pinning on that big deal. But uh happy forty three years of marriage to the McPinners. Maybe he misspelled it. We we don't know what the shuck he was doing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's it, well, happy forty three years of marriage. That's uh amazing. Yeah. And I hope you have forty three more.
1: Absolutely. So.
0: Uh, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPill. Yes. Yeah, so Crazy Town, people are already getting all kinds of feedback. Yes, Joe Biden is the smartest of <laughs> the on. two speakers. No, no. Wow. Listen to me now. Come on. Joe Biden is the smartest of the two speakers in Crazy Town. So that just sets it up for you a little later. Uh, we'll get to that. Plus, we have other things to do as well. Uh, Harry on the highways down in Springfield, Missouri with uh, Steve Bannon at the Mike Lindell event, lindellevent.com. Tomorrow we get the big plan to save the elections from Lindell. Uh, so check that out on Real America's Voice. We'll be covering it. I don't know what will come of it, but we're covering it. And so if, if we get anything good, we'll talk about it tomorrow night. Uh, but sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell and MyPillow, and we love when you support Mike Lindell because what they've done to him in his business mm. – and um, they've tried to take him out and not let the free market speak. And he's been shut down by all these big box stores. And he's had all kinds of problems. Meanwhile, he tried to change his whole business when COVID got here to do the right thing and help out his favorite president and his loyalty to them and to the country. And his and, and even what he's doing now, whether you agree with it, whether you think it's it, whatever, it doesn't matter. Um, he's he's spending a personal fortune on what he thinks is uh, get to the bottom of election fraud to help better the country so you have to just admire the guy in in what he's put into all this that's why we encourage you to support him whenever you can and as we head into the last part of the year in the holiday season i know many of you will and we're going to do everything we can to support that and make it as um well advantageous for you to do that and we're going to give away more we're going to give away more merchandise between september to december than we'll probably sell and i don't care because if it supports lindell it's good. So uh, he so he sponsors sports, and we appreciate that. Slick so, Rick, what's going on? All right. Well, hey, let's get
1: to the National Hot Rod Association. Big D, you know we love the NHRA. It's the Maynard's. NHRA Nationals, presented by Pet Armor. This was uh, August uh, 11th through the 13th last weekend, and we got the Heartland Motorsports Park in Topeka, Kansas, and we had all the winners here here. top fuel. We had Justin Ashley, Funny Car, Bob Tasker III. Our girlfriend, Erica Enders, Pro Stock. She won, she loves the show. Uh, Hunter Green, Top Alcohol. Uh, we have Doug Gordon, Top Alcohol, Funny Car. Clark Smiley, Competition Eliminator. Jimmy Hidalgo, Super Stock, Mike Cotton, Stock Eliminator, Mark Graham, Super Comp, Rogers, Rogers Stouter, Super Gas. Top sportsman was Darren Bosch and Blake. Pivla took the top dragster, Big D. NHRA, you know, we love National Hot Rod. Another great sport, great American sport, good racing, very little politics. Love it. And they love the show, a lot of them. And we got Transgender Open Category to debut at Berlin Swimming World Cup, Big D. Dylan Gwynne Breitbart on this one. This year's Berlin Swimming World Cup will feature an event unseen in the history of international swimming, an open category for transgender swimmers. The event represents the culmination of World Aquatics efforts to accommodate. Transgender competitors Without allowing them To compete According to gender identity The swimming governing body Announced the creation Of such a category Last year It made it official On Wednesday That the new category Will be open For the Berlin Swimming World Cup From October 6th To the 8th When World Aquatics Instituted its policy On eligibility For the men's And women's Competition categories We committed to exploring The creation of an open category And World Aquatics President uh, Hussein al Musalam uh, Said uh, True to our word A team of experts Has diligently worked To make this a reality I would like to thank all those who have helped World Aquatics to deliver this opportunity. So this is what we've been talking about. Let them have their own category to compete in. So you yeah. know what? They're onto something. Let's see. Let's see how it works. I, you know, I, I don't know. I don't. Th- I don't think the breaststroke will ever be the same, no in that are in these races. <laughs> but that, that's another story. But uh, yep, so we'll see. We'll keep track of that. I'm sure we're going to get results, and uh, wow, that's crazy. Uh, and James Harden rakes in cash in China after insulting pro Hong Kong Daryl Morey, uh, Francis Martel of Breitbart. NBA, and this is the Sixes. You know, this Harden guy is a, is a headache for me. You have no idea, and I have to run this story, and I hate it. NBA player James Harden is drawing lavish (laughs) coverage from Chinese state media and selling out on his name brand wine collection. He sold 10,000 bottles, Big D, in a minute. Could you imagine this? Crazy. Uh, The president, after disparaging the president of the Philadelphia 76ers, Dal Moray, during an event uh, in Beijing this week, Harden is reluctantly on the 76ers roster after requesting to be traded out, preferably to the Los Angeles Clippers in June. Yeah, sure. After nearly two months of attempting to find him a new home, reports surfaced this week the 76ers had stopped trying to trade Harden and were preparing to have him return to the team in the new season, as no other NBA teams were were interested in paying the steep price for the 33-year-old player, that Philadelphia was demanding. In response to the news that he would remain with the team, Harden appeared to leverage the Chinese Communist Party's long-standing feud with Moray over a 2019 social media post in support of pro-democracy Hong Kong protesters and remarks uh, in Beijing on Monday. Daryl Moray is a liar, and I will never be a part of an organization that he's a part of. Harden proclaimed angrily in remarks during an Adidas promotional event. Let me say that again. Daryl Moray is a liar, and I'll never be part of an organization that he's a part of. Harden did not offer any further comment, leaving unclear what Moray lied about, why he appeared especially upset as at Moray uh, as opposed to other team officials for his remarks. It meant that he he no longer would be playing in the NBA this season so as Moray's team is the only one expressing an interest in keeping him on staff. Harden, like many NBA top-tier players, enjoys lucrative business opportunities in China, blessed by the Communist Party in turn, despite NBA Commissioner um, Adam Silver publicly encouraging political statements in the league, players rarely comment on the party's gross record of human rights uh, atrocities. China's current Currently engaging in an ongoing genocide in a region where the NBA maintained a training camp and has a record of widespread racism against black-skinned people, most prominently banned from hotels and restaurants during the Wuhan coronavirus pandemic. Goes on to talk about you know some of the other stuff that Har- Harden did, but he has a uh, Harden has a new wine out now, Big D, called J uh, slash Harden, and uh, he uh, on a live stream channel, people bought ten thousand bottles of wine. In 10 seconds. That's how quick they bought his wine. So, of course, he was jumping up and down. But Harden, as far as I'm concerned, he could take the road out of Philadelphia. And uh, Daryl Morey has also got a lot to show me. But That's another story. Big D, that's a wrap in sports. That story off. Send it back to China.
0: <laughs> nothing more you what, yeah. Nothing more you want to whine it, about? Nothing more, say, nothing more say, you, say, you want to talk about? <laughs> send it to the Wuhan clan. Yeah.
1: Was that Wu-Tan?
0: Okay. All right, that's Slick Rick. Very good. A um, couple two, more couple more emails here. Uh, Uh Scott says, just found your station and show on Samsung TV, channel 1029. Keep up the good work. Welcome to the show. Yeah. I feel like I'm watching the younger version of Joe Rogan and Gun Black and Geraldo. Uh, That's that's one heck of a combination. Yeah,
1: must be my mustache. (laughs) (laughs) Who's
4: who (laughs) here?
0: Yeah, okay, very good. Well, I got a safe I'd like to show you. Uh, Kelly says, hey, guys, you're my new favorite go-to evening show. So glad I found you. Where do I get in the chat? Well, you head over to Getter. Head over to Getter and jump on the Real AM Voice. Go over to Real America's Voice, Getter, and that's where uh, this best audience in television gathers each and every night. I think they also gather on Rumble and at realamericasvoice.news, but mainly they gather over at Getter on Real AM Voice, not on the LFS 6B Getter. You gotta, I think people still get confused on that because right. I get emails saying, no, you weren't there. Uh, we're on the Real AM Voice handle. you got to go to Real America's Voice Getter, and that's where we are, and that's where the chat is each and every night. And, of course, make sure you head over to studio 6 bcom in case we ever get shut down, you'll always know where to find us, and that'll be always over at livefromstudio 6 bcom where you can get all our videos, all the shows, all the audios, all the merchandise, everything. Your one-stop shop and the app is coming soon, so it'll be right on your phone, and that's live from studio 6 All right, hour two coming up, crazy town. Joe Biden, the smartest speaker in the room today. <laughs> we'll get to that, plus we'll get to Alan Dershowitz today. Reminding us all about a day in, in the past that was, well, a little different than the treatment that some are getting now. from Studio 6B, Hour 2 on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in Slick Rick's going to do some more sports. Rick Delgado's got some more news. We'll get to Crazy Town at the bottom of the hour. Uh, that's a doozy. a uh, Lots to get to here. <laughs> I can't wait. Got an interesting clip I want to play for you, too, about the black vote and where we think that's going to be in 2024. Interesting clip from a gentleman I didn't know, but uh, I'll do some more research and do uh, watch his show. It pretty good. I'll get to that. But there's an article today. Let's start here. Because this is something you, I, I think most of you have probably thought about when you watch the Democrats and you think about, you think about Joe Biden. And you think about um, where the country is right now. You think about inflation, gas, the border, what it's costing people to live, credit card debt up, uh, savings way down. Uh, Credit card debt just crossed over a trillion dollars for the first time. 401ks have been hammered. Stock market has recovered nicely this year. But for the most part, people feel like they're just I would say the majority of the country feels like they are living paycheck to paycheck. They are barely keeping their head above water. They are borrowing from Peter to pay Paul. They are just trying to figure out how possibly they can get through the month to get to the next month. Try to take a breath and figure out how they're going to get through the next month. And try to figure at some point it has to turn, uh, and hopefully in 24 it turns with with a new election uh, and maybe some new policies that are pro-growth, pro-America, pro-capitalism, pro-liberty, not anti all of that. And you look at the government, the behemoth getting bigger and bigger and bigger, getting into every part of our lives. They got their hand in every pocket of our lives. They want to tell us what we can drive, what we can eat, what we can buy, what we can build, what we can use, all of it. Just think about all of it in totality. Think about the people in this administration, what's going on at the border, you look at think about the energy secretary, Grand Home, disaster. You think about you just go through every one of them. China on the move, all of our enemies on the move, the whole picture. Just picture it all. And did you ever stop and think that the Democrats seem very certain that they'll never be held accountable for anything that's happening? And especially for the Trump indictments and the cover up of Joe and Hunter Biden and you think how can they be this comfortable they never seem nervous they never uh you never, they never waver from rallying the wagons they rally the wagons together They, they they circle the wagons around whoever they need to circle it around they're always on the move everything we've always talked about and you wonder why that is and Steve McCann has some thoughts today that I thought were really um perfectly well put And he says, because never in the 235 years since the ratification of the Constitution has an administration preemptively and blatantly prosecuted on such specious uh, charges the leader of the opposition party and leading candidate for president. and doing so, while overtly flaunting their egregious actions to protect and cover up for the incumbent president, who has been exposed as potentially complicit in a massive bribery and fraud scheme. In any previous election cycle, these over and unabashed actions would have been the death knell for the incumbent president's campaign and his party. Yet the Democrats are blatantly unconcerned, seemingly supremely confident that they will prevail in 24, regardless of who they nominate. What underlies this inordinate arrogance that they have? Is it because they know their alliance with the deep state, the legacy media, and social media allows them to use without any consequence any unethical or borderline illegal means to destroy and hamstring Donald Trump or any other Republican nominee as well as protect their candidates and office holders? Could be that. Is it because they believe they can successfully manipulate the voting process in the battleground states to ensure a win, regardless of whether it is Biden or whoever they nominate? Could be that. Is it because they're confident due to the lawfare they are waging against Trump that the Republican primary voter will make certain that Donald Trump is the nominee, as the Democrats are convinced that independents and moderates in the swing states will never vote for him in the general election? I think there's a case to be made there as well, as I think there's a case to be made to follow that up with the the dates they're picking for these for these cases to make sure that they he rides them through the primary, or is it maybe all of the above? Is it because they're certain Trump will be found guilty of at least one out of the seventy eight plus the new thirteen in Atlanta criminal charges which would precipitate a massive schism. In the Republican Party, as half of uh, Republicans would not vote for him in the primaries if he's convicted of a crime, thus uh, eventuating in massive numbers of Trump voters, maybe staying home in November, what could be that as well? The unprecedented hubris of the Democrats is ungirded by their all-encompassing alliance with the legacy and social media. These allies willingly attack the Democrats' political adversaries, but more importantly, censor and deliberately suppress any negative news that might affect their party, its hierarchy of their candidates, most notably Joe Biden, and a corrupt Justice Department. As the past eight years have confirmed, the onslaught directed at Donald Trump from the cabal has been withering, unrelenting, and frequently misleading. Unfortunately, these tactics have oftentimes been successful In affecting the mindset of a sizable percentage of the American people with this media behemoth unequivocally supporting them. It is little wonder that the Democrats are so shameless in persecuting Trump and protecting Biden, the success of the Democrat cabal in unconstitutionally changing state voting laws. Ballot harvesting, legalizing mass mail-in voting, dramatically altered the voting landscape of this nation in 2020. These steps, together with the usual ballot fraud and manipulation by the Democrats in every election cycle, resulted in the disputed and questionable win by Joe Biden. In the wake of the 2020 debacle, many red states shore up their election laws and made changes to mail-in voting. The blue states have done essentially nothing to ensure voting integrity. Thus, the solid red states will remain Republican. The solid blue states will remain Democrat. Therefore, the 2024 presidential election will hinge on five battleground states. Arizona, Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And it is these states that the Democrat machine will focus on In 2024, as any Republican candidate for president must prevail in at least three of the five states in order to win the presidency. Uh, This is an excellent article. I'm not going to go through the whole thing. But it really lays out, um, again, somewhat of a case to say to the Democrats, I mean to the Republicans, wake up. Wake up. And as we've talked about, Scott Pressler has already uh, waved the red flag of um, caution. I'm not seeing what I think I need to be seeing on the ground in these places while the Democrats are on the move. are we? Do we have a plan to match the, the, the ballot harvesting where we can? What are we going to do in the places that it's not legal to make sure they're not doing it if we're not doing it? Where is all of this? So I'm going to share this on our social media. I want you to spread it around to everybody you can. And I know a lot of you each and every night always write me saying, can you send me that link? It, it, they are all on our social media. You have to maybe check Getter and Twitter. It may not be everything. Each article may not be in both places, but you got to check it out. So what do you think about that?
2: It's, uh, it's uh, you know, <clears throat> let's face it. When it comes to the 2020 election, more and more people, and, and the polling is showing it that had they known about the Hunter Biden laptop and what was on there about Joe Biden and his ties to what they were doing behind the scenes and collecting money from all these different countries it would have definitely affected the results of that election um what are they also talking about um you know let's face it when it comes to ballot we heard it from Joe Biden's mouth he said and that's the great thing about Joe Biden being the smart the fact that he's the smartest one in the room in this in this crazy town is is I'm still trying the to smartest wrestle with that. The speaker of the two. Yes. yes, I'm still trying to wrestle that how that could be in my head. Uh-huh. Um, when you realize that this is the same guy who says we put together the most comprehensive voter fraud system ever seen. And then when you look back and see over the last three years what they have been slowly trying to pull apart and show people, it could be exactly what he said. And what he yelled at people right to their face, I don't need you to vote for me. It's not about that, it's about who counts the votes. That's how dictators talk. That's how uh, how how the tyranny uh starts. They count the votes that they want. They put everything else to the side. Look, I got 99%. I guess I'm the best. This is this is exactly what they're talking about. And this is what we are we need to be fighting up at what we are fighting up against really when it comes to 2024. Um and the whole idea is, I think, I think what happened in 2020, and again, this is my theory. I don't know. Maybe I'm right. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there's some truth in there. Who knows? Um, I think it, because we saw them all stop. We saw those six states stop at the same time. Stop all the counting. And then when they picked it up at three in the morning, well, 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 son of a bitch, what happened? He's he's losing now. Every state. Uh, okay, you know, it could have happened. Yeah, okay, and, and monkeys could fly out of you know where, um, but we all know that, that that stuff does not happen. It doesn't happen in the real world. Um, and then, of course, you know, y- y- you start to find out more and more about the, the shenanigans that went on with the money that was. We're, sp- we're finding out so much more now that is starting to come out about the the the, the that GBI or whatever it was called. Um, that took in million tens of millions of dollars by this guy who was going around uh, you know uh, setting up uh, uh, whatever they were doing in Michigan and Wisconsin and, and all these other states to get voting voter uh, ballots out and stuff like that it's just shady across the board and I think they won't be able to do it in 2024. I don't think that you, I don't think you can manufacture more ballots than there are people in the country at this point. That's what they're going to have to, this, to go to. So I think what you're going to see, and again, it's a theory. What do I know? I hear things. I, I think about stuff. Are they going to shut down? Are we going to end up in a war? Are they going to say, you know what, we're at war. We should hold off on the election because we're at war now, and, and we really can't have an election. The president has to focus on making sure we win this war, that we're we're – gonna be set up to lose because he's decimating our armed forces um will they try and shut it down i don't know who knows will there be some type of uh you know uh uh, attack some some uh, attack on our infrastructure like like a computer infrastructure that they have to shut everything down i don't know maybe who knows but it's it's all very it's getting to that point where anything at this point is possible
0: uh wolverines Uh, Aaron, put up my screen if you can. So here are the dates that we now know. These are the ones we know of that are being requested for the four indictments. January 2nd, Trump trial for January 6th case. January 15th is the Iowa caucus first primary. March 4th, they shockingly came up with today, which is almost really laugh out loud funny. Trump trial for Georgia case, all 19 of you. Oh, that's the day before Super Tuesday. Hmm. Perfect. March 19th through the 23rd, the voting in the states you see there, Florida, Illinois. Trump trial on the 25th in Alvin Bragg's case. And then Trump's documents case May 20th. Well, the 21st, of course, is the two final primaries. So you tell me what's going on here. folks you know our world can change in a moment's notice we're currently on the brink of an economic collapse it's uh, scary out there and if you don't think that you could need emergency food at some point well wait a day and see what happens just don't wait too long because as i speak right now preparewithrav.com is offering a huge discount on their best-selling three-month emergency food kit that's right for a limited time you can save 25 percent per kit That's the biggest discount they offer, but it doesn't come along every day and it certainly is not gonna last that long. So do yourself a favor and grab your 25% discount right now on each three month emergency food kit. That's right, three months of emergency food and you'll get 25% off. It's gonna include delicious breakfast, lunch, dinners, providing over 2000 calories each and every day. Get at least one kit per person in your family. Grab your 25% discount today before the offer expires. You also get fast and free shipping as well. Go to preparewithrav.com, preparewithrav.com, or you may regret it. Prepare with Rav, all one word, preparewithrav.com. All right, live from Studio 6B, 18 past the hour on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. Good to see all our friends in the getter chat. We'll get to some of your comments as well. Uh, CBS News is reporting tonight that Maui's emergency operations chief had no background in disaster response, we're learning tonight. It's his department that was responsible for setting off the warning sirens, oh my God. which rang silent. During the the fires, and the more video you see come out of that night, mm-hmm. the wind there must have been blowing hundred and forty miles an hour. I mean, there are videos with with fire that it looks like it's looks like it's moving. I saw Bannon have somebody on today, and he says the wind was blowing so hard that fire was moving across blacktop, like things they had never seen before. He said, very early on, we knew uh, that this was like something we had never seen before, what was happening very early on. And now CBS News reports this tonight. Just, ugh. Wow. You think about the kids in the, these homes and nobody getting alerted. Just an absolute It is hot heartbreaking. Heartbreaking. Hot yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, 19 past the hour. We'll continue to, obviously, watch and see if there's any other news that comes out of there. Obviously, there's very little people. I mean, I know Fox has a guy there, and he says it's hard. There's not a lot, of, not a lot of coverage on seemingly on the ground there from any any national media. I
1: haven't seen any much
0: of anything. Yeah, and Biden says he's going to go there with his wife. He's used to going on vacations. Well, I guess he he obviously understands this one's not a vacation. But yeah, but he he's to... still
2: not going to go to Maui. No, he's he's going to go to a different
0: island. I, I'd go to he's Maui. He's not going to Maui. I'd go to Maui and well, cover. He's going. So is it Monday? Is it next Monday? I know the air. I saw the date. Or am I mistaken on that? I don't, I I don't know about mistaken. the date. Yeah. It but, is Monday, right? But yeah. they
2: said specifically. Well, he, he, his claim is, I don't want to get in the way. Dude, believe me. I'll, I'll go big D. It'll be Harry in the Hawaii.
1: We'll go, I'll, I'll, can you take me down here? <laughs> I would definitely cover that, that
0: area. I know the area well. Oh, as usual, there's more individuals. There's individuals doing more than, obviously, seemingly the federal government's yeah. doing, which is always the way it, the way it is. Always. And
2: even the Red Cross is being called out. People aren't getting the supplies they're promised. Um, and, and, you know, again, all you got to do is go to Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it these days, and just, just type in Maui and see what comes up. And you'll be surprised by some of the video that people are showing and what they're explaining is not happening. Mm. And, and now they're sending out cadaver dogs to try and find body parts. They're still looking for bodies. I know. And they're saying, well, it's 106. There could be more. Could be more. You still have 12 to 1,300 people missing. <laughs> Where do you think those people are? <laughs> they are not giving out the whole story. And, I and saw you, the FEMA, you said it yourself.
0: That- I saw the FEMA director in the press briefing room yesterday, I think it was. Man, oh, man. She, she was, uh, she does not instill. I mean, she might be a very nice lady. I don't know her. But she does not instill a lot of confidence. She said, to somebody said to her, can you speak to the difference between what we hear you say and what the people on the ground are saying that they're receiving? They're saying that these things that you're talking about are not arriving. Right. And I tell you, her answer was just pathetic. Mm. Basically blaming the victims. Well, you know, they've gone through a traumatic, like, as if they don't really know what they're seeing. Well, they've gone through a traumatic uh, incident, so they may not know what they're talking. I mean, so it's one of those deals. <laughs> but don't worry. They're going to get $700 so
2: they can restart their lives. Okay.
0: All right, let's do some sports. Sports is brought to you by Mike Lindell. Lindell event. Again, day two is tomorrow. We'll be having it right here on Real America's Voice. Steve Bannon's there. Harry on the highway is there. Uh, so make sure you check that out. Use our code LFSXP. If you're going to shop at MyPillow, it'll save you 10 to 60% off. Lindell's got great stuff. If you're not sleeping on a MyPillow, you're not getting a good night's sleep or as good as you should be getting. Uh, I still got the 20th anniversary sales. Queens, two queens for 19.99. 2 kings for $29.99. Uh, that's with the use of our code. So go check those out. Slick so, Rick, what's going on? All right, Big D, I got to do a couple of shout outs in to get a chat. We got Camby, Oregon, Amy
1: Sue, 65. She's right by the rodeo over there. So, she's from Camby. Uh, Major Dudo1 from Punta Gorda, Florida. And how about Jay Jack? Uh, would it must be the telephone number that follows after that. But Jeannie Jackson from Memphis, Tennessee. Speaking of Memphis, Tennessee, Big D, shout out to Elvis, who passed away 46 oh, years ago today. Baby. I'm going. Yeah, and uh, yeah, the king—he uh, passed away. Obviously,
0: very sad. In on the bowl in Memphis, a Tennessee. Right? No. No, not, uh, not the story? No, it was uh, a uh, banana fried,
2: banana, but fried, fried peanut butter banana sandwich.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, okay. So, I always poor, thought it was a cheeseburger. No.
1: Poor Elvis, yeah. And, uh, and uh, for what it's worth, Madonna turned 65 today, so I think she's collecting Social Security now, the immaterial girl, I should call her. But uh, yeah, so, yeah. so shout-outs over there, Big D. Let's get to a couple of the scores. Uh, here we go. We got the uh, Wilder Reds are up 7-2 to two over the Guardians, bottom of the eighth, top of the ninth. Astros, mauling the Marlins, 12-5. Athletics, pounds in the cards, 8 nothing. End of night, well, end of ninth, so that game's over. That's a final, eight nothing. Uh, Red Sox trail the Nationals, six two, bottom eight in the middle of the seventh. Uh, Phillies lead the Blue Jays, seven to four. End of eight. Braves, two. Yankees, not on the scoreboard just yet. Angels, one-nothing over the Rangers, top of the sixth. White Sox over the Cubs in the Battle of Chicago. Three zip at Wrigley, bottom five. And uh, we have the Orioles over the Padres, one-nothing. And that's in the bottom of the third. Bottom fourth, Mariners over the Royals, four to three. Mets over. Beat the Pirates eight to three. That just went final. Diamondbacks over the Rockies nine seven. Rays beat the Giants six to one. Athletics, as like I just said, over the Cardinals eight nothing. Brewers and Dodgers coming up at ten o'clock. And we got a little uh, little league baseball big day. Little league World Series kicked off today, Williamsport, Pennsylvania. And we have uh, let's see, Smithfield, Rhode Island over Henderson, Nevada three to one. We also had Tokyo, Japan with a combined no hitter. Two two boys threw a no hitter there over Smithfield. Uh, that was over. Um, Bayamo, Cuba, won nothing there. And uh, Needville, Texas, defeated Media, Pennsylvania, 2-1. to We'll attract those young men right to the championship, Big D. That'll roll right through the month. Great baseball, seeing those young fellas playing. And uh, how about this one? Jets cornerbacks coach taken to hospital after training camp fight, Victor Barbosa of Barker. You talk about hard knocks. Boy, I, I don't know if they're just trying to get ratings for HBO or what, but Jets cornerback coach Tony Oden is doing fine, according to head coach Robert Sala, after being hit by friendly fire during a... A training camp scuffle between New York Jets and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The fight that resulted in Odin's injury was one of a number of altercations involving the two teams on Wednesday. At one point, Zach Rosenblatt of The Athletic had counted at least four minor scuffles between the Jets and Bucks. Wednesday's joint session will surely make some much-watched television when the third episode of this year's training camp edition of Hard Knocks airs next Tuesday. I saw the one that aired last night, and uh, boy, those Jets, man, big dig. Something going on there. They got a lot of good players, but that offensive line is a sieve, I I think Rodgers is going to be running for his life, and he's no spring chicken. So we'll see what happens. I know the Jets fans are really on high. Hey, if you ever won a Super Bowl since 1968, January 69, it's been a long run, but we'll see. Jets are a uh, must-see TV, though. That hard knocks, is, I, I enjoy that. And that's a wrap, Big D. Back to you.
0: All right, Slick Rick. Very good. Let's do some news with Delgado when we come back. I want to start a graphic, Aaron. Remind me. Day one of the 27 republican attorney generals around the country bringing no charges against uh, any of the bidens in any of their states. We'll start a count. See how many days go before there's a republican somewhere that wants to do something. Given you know the way it works now, which is you can indict your political enemy if they, you know, on whatever. We'll start a like a little counter clock and see how many days we go. <laughs> All right, 30 minutes past the hour, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Rick's doing sports. Yes. Rick Delgado's uh, going to do some more news. I'm not Crazy. going to his house for a barbecue. Oh, stop <laughs> yeah. it, Delgado. What? You don't Kidding
1: know how to me? cook a steak. I'm a damn good cook. See, I need to – uh,
0: I really need to do more Instagram cook. during the commercial breaks here so people could see what's going on. It's just that's, – that's really what I need to do. <laughs> yeah, we, we have to Well, you wouldn't comments. talk so much then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's never going He doesn't gonna, say anything during the break. That's we're never, never going to happen. So – all right. Well, I've set it up all night. Oh. Crazy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> almost forgot about it. Crazy downtime. And, um, well, of the two featured speakers, Joe Biden is the smartest of the two because somebody came back and was the other featured speaker, and there was some empty bottles somewhere in the White House before she took the stage. Roll it, oh, no. Aaron. Oh, <laughs>
2: Distinguished guests, Leader Chuck Schumer and Speaker Emerita, Nancy Pelosi.
3: (laughs) June (laughs) Kang from the IBEW Apprentice. This is what the President's Initiative is about. And thank you to the visionary leadership of Leader Chuck Schumer, the President. Mr. President, Mr. President. (laughs) (laughs) president. This is such a remarkable accomplishment for our country. There's no more urgent task than saving our planet. And we all want to thank the president for making all the difference in the world with an agenda of diversity, inclusion, innovation, and justice always for the children. At a time again in our country... is facing so many uh challenges and uncertainties
5: she lost her place right
3: mr meeks this <laughs> <laughs> Moore,
5: oh, you know man. that mr
3: markey because you did a similar thing in the uh, right. uh earlier congress thank you for your leadership that's she an important so seems awesome. like yesterday doesn't it Charlie?
2: wow she is Seems she's like here.
3: yesterday oh. when you came in with your plot the secret is the secret part. John Keel, John, all that James John Stewart, line. thank you. Indeed, under it's the right leadership it's, it's, of you, Mr. President, you'll tell them what I said right.
4: <laughs> I think your patience today exceeds your good judgment. Thank you. And I want to say one thing to your children. I know some really great ice cream places around here. <laughs> you creep. Daddy owes you. Yeah. So talk to me afterwards. But guess what? Wait a minute, it's working. And that's not hyperbole. It created more than 13,400,000 jobs, new jobs, since I took office. In one year, it's estimated that it will, it will, that will go to 1.5 million more jobs. You know, I saw some of our, a few of my democratic friends not in Congress, but friends said, look, you're, you're investing more in red states than in blue states. Bless me, Father. I, remember the rest. I'm going to be a good boy. I'm going to keep the Irish in me down a little bit. <laughs> Y'all thought I was crazy. I wish I had been. But guess what? I was just out there and looking down in the Grand Canyon. And guess what? It's coming back. And thanks to the law, <laughs> new electric vehicles are going to say, this is, this is a fact. If we do this, and we're doing it now, I'm not going to start to talk to you about Amtrak. <laughs> And not violating any international trade agreements. It's all in the law. They've supplied the fossil fuels we need for generations. The product made here in the United States, sold in Montreal or Paris or anywhere around the world, is cheaper than it's made here where it's been produced. I know I don't look it, but I'm around, I've been around for 400 years. <laughs> And I've been fighting pharma on this since 1970s. No, not a, not a joke. Unlike the last president, in my first two years in office, we actually cut the federal debt, the deficit, by $1.7 trillion, hear me? The first two years. And by the way, if you can be a billionaire, not a problem. I'm, I'm, I'm a capitalist. I also was listed for 36 years as the poorest man in the Senate, but that's a different issue. You know, I uh, and I know my colleagues know this, uh, and I, I've had seven of my former Republican colleagues in the Senate come to me and say they agree, this. And I promise I'd never say the names and I never will tell anybody. And like I said in the State of the Union, I'll see you at the groundbreaking. <laughs> you think I'm kidding. <laughs> you know I'm not. Name me a single objective we've ever set out to accomplish that we've failed on. Name me one.
0: Afghanistan.
4: In all of our history. Not one. It's never been a good bet to bet against America. And it's still not a good bet today. Just remember who in God's name we are. We're the United States of America. And there's nothing, nothing, nothing beyond our capacity when we do it together. God bless you all and may God protect our troops. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
0: Wow. All right, there you go. Okay, so watching it back, maybe it's a tie, but. I don't know. Uh, I mean, man, she was she, lit. She was, yeah. I know. Oh, she Man, talk oof. about sauce. She was
1: sauced up. How about the woman behind him? Wednesday Addams. I yeah. wonder what happened to her. She got old, didn't she? Wednesday Addams. Oof. She was on his right, right shoulder. I mean, wow.
0: Man, oh man, she was like, girl, this is pair. Miss President, Miss President, Miss President. Uh, Mister President.
2: Okay, who, who who took my broom? <laughs> that's the that's 24-hour hammer club.
1: <laughs> it's the 24-hour hammer club. Oh, oh no man. Woo.
0: Good luck. Nan, Nan was letting it fly today. So there you go, well. So it's probably a tie watching it back because he's just as dumb as she is. Yeah, my tie. But yeah, she She had a couple of my ties, exactly. All right, let's do some news. News is brought to you by Early Treatment Meds. And here with that's Rick Delgado. What's going on?
2: All right. Well, I'm trying to – what should I start with? I'll start with the good news. You want some good news first? I love good news. All right. Well, Oliver Anthony, you know who that guy is? Oh, yeah.
0: He's the guy with that song that everybody's Uh, –
2: Exactly. Breaking news on Oliver Anthony signing a staggering $100 million recording deal. It turned into a bidding war, Damon. Really? Uh, Oliver Anthony, the guy behind the hit song Rich Men North of Richmond, has set a record for first-time recording deal. According to sources at Fortitude Records, the company paid a whopping $100 million for the rights to publish Anthony's work on their label. It's (laughs) a huge... Come on. Come on. No. what it says here. Where is this from? This is from the Dunning-Kruger Times. JoeBidenNews.com? <laughs> yeah, yeah they've done it right.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, I've uh, never co- heard of this. Th- th- yeah, I mean, that's- I don't think Elvis would sign that deal today. <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure this is real? Well, uh, oh, go ahead. Well, um, I mean, maybe it, it sounds, is.
1: It sounds like a hunk of hunk of baloney.
2: I don't know. According to this. And I'm sure Fran is doing a quick search right now. Oh,
1: yeah, Fran's on. Uh,
2: Fortitude beat out Capital, Victrola, and EMI for Anthony's work. I'm just flabbergasted as a long-tailed cat in a room full of rockers, he said. Uh, last week, I played the country fair in Cousin Humper, North Carolina, and instead of playing for 40 people and getting paid in soft pretzels, I sang for thousands and got a hot dog, too. Yeah, I think this is a fake story. No.
0: Oh. I got it with fake news. <laughs> I think I got. I think I, I mean, got. I think I got schnookered. I think you should have known it. A hundred million. Oh, well, on. no, because it came up Ooh, as a hundred million it, for it. It came, all came sh- up as a notification Especially on my today. phone. I'm like, uh oh, uh, what's this? Well, when you're you su- when you're subscribed to UFOsRUs.com, <laughs> you're gonna get those kind of notifications.
2: I think. I, I think if I read this story before I went to it, because it just
0: it just kind of came out. Yeah,
2: I would have noticed that Cousin Humper, North Carolina, doesn't really sound like the right place. No,
0: it does not. It, it doesn't, doesn't not. sound like a town, right? And $100 million for anything doesn't sound right for some guy who's never recorded a song, given that everything is streaming these days, and there's no artist ever that's made, unless you're Garth Brooks or Taylor Swift, no artist has ever made anything close to that kind of money, ever.
1: Huh? <laughs> Taylor Swift makes that a night. What are you talking about, Taylor Swift? She's good for $100 million probably a year
0: now. Sure. She's going to make a billion dollars off her era's tour. Yeah. A billion—that's what she's going to make. Man, yeah. So I think so. I, got, I think Beyonce's more no slouchy than she's All right, so let's just them. here we go. We'll just <laughs> let's just try this again. Thirty-nine past the hour. It's time to do some news. And here with the news, sponsored by Early Treatment Meds, is Rick Delgado. What's going on, Mr. All Delgado?
2: All right. Well, following up on a story we were talking about some earlier. Early
0: treatment. All right. um, <laughs>
2: Fran, did I get
0: schnookered on that story? I think I did. I mean, it is true that he is being courted by a lot of labels right now. But he's also on record as saying that everyone's rushing me into signing something, and I'm not going to do that. I'm taking it slow.
2: And just because I need to check for myself before I, I have a real story. Uh, That we'll get to.
0: Um, (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) Making history tonight.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Doesn't look like Cousin Humper is a real town in North Carolina.
0: Well, No, Cousin Humper is probably not a real town. No, Cousin Humper... It's probably not a real tale. Yeah,
1: You got any of those UFO
0: stories? <laughs> <laughs> you can use one of those tonight. I- <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Why, why don't we act like ease it up and get Let's to get a UFO story? Some, come on, How get this crack-a-jack Like yet. I said,
2: it came out as a breaking news story. I figured, <laughs> <laughs> let me go with this because it's cool. All right, yeah. so what else All do right. we have? So do we have any news? One. Yes, we do. As a matter of fact, following up on the story you were talking about earlier, about the person, the woman, who got hit by Long Island cops, 31 sideswiped by Long Island cops after holding a gun in the air and pointing it at her head, Kyber Calderon has been all, uh, identified by police and is also known as Hannah Carrillo. At 31, she's facing 13 criminal charges by the Nassau County Police. A video, of course, that we played earlier um, showed Calderon getting sideswiped to the ground by a police SUV. Now, it turns out the 31 year old man. Uh? Yes, who was swiped, sideswiped to the ground by a police SUV after firing the gun in the air in broad daylight, has been charged with 13 counts. Um, and now it's, it's turned out after initially identifying Calderon at 454 Lexington Avenue, New York, as female, they were later told uh, that she has identified herself as a male. And uh, has given various ages, including 31 and 33. The department has charged Calderon with offenses including menacing in the third degree, criminal possession of a controlled substance in the seventh degree, and criminal possession of a firearm. Kimber Calderon is also known as Hannah Carrillo, and as uh, as you saw from the video, we played the video. That looks like a girl, uh, but is now identifying as a male. When officers arrived at the inter- intersection, they found Calderon pointing the black and silver handgun at passing motorists and at police. At this point, the quick-thinking officer struck Calderon with the front passenger side of the patrol vehicle, causing him, who looks like her, to fall to the ground with a loaded weapon. So there you have a, a strange update to a story we were talking about earlier today. Um, she is now saying that she is a man. So there you have it. That strange story coming out of Nassau County, Belmore, New York. In Niger, as we, we traverse across the uh, the pond there, the coup leaders refused to let senior U.S. diplomat meet with deposed president. That's right. The name you might also uh, remember, Victoria Nuland, has been uh, sent over to Niger to uh, try to get get some. Uh, Get some input into what's going on with the military takeover of the country. That is vital counterterrorism partnerships included with the U.S. And speaking to junta leaders, Nuland said she made absolutely clear the kind of support uh, we will legally have to cut off if democracy is not reinstored. Uh, if the U.S. determined that the de- democratically elected government has been toppled by the unconstitutional means, according to them, uh, they will cut off most American assistance, particularly uh, military aid. So there you have it. Um, we'll check out. We'll cut. We'll check out Sister Kisser South yeah, Carolina. we the check it out. We checked out here. <laughs> <laughs> what?
0: the hour live from studio 6b just put our first behind the scenes um (laughs) break video on our instagram so make sure you check that out just a review of that news segment we just did which probably should be in a museum somewhere oh
2: you were videotaping that Uh,
0: but uh yeah i didn't know that
2: oh harry that was
0: so um
2: I had to text Harry and tell him that Cousin Humper is not a real <laughs> oh. town. He was trying to buy a plane ticket. <laughs> he was trying to buy a campus, from yeah. Cousin Humper. <laughs> he was trying yeah. to buy a
0: plane ticket. I told oh, him it's not a real. So, there you go. Uh, yeah. All right, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. Let's... Uh, let's... Oh, I wanna, okay so i want to play this just, let's, new, right, let's
1: get serious that here. could be the yeah, new all right. oliver not anthony yet. song bring, bring it home here we got to anchor
0: <laughs> this and get it home <laughs> <laughs> i want to think i want to see what you guys uh what you guys think of this so uh-huh. let me uh, let me just adjust my sound i'm not i was not familiar with this gentleman as much um but that doesn't matter malachi maxi is his name and he throw this up aaron here's uh, a little segment from his show today
5: black people are going to vote for Trump in large numbers. Mark my words. Daddy T. What they're doing is helping the GOP, Trump, gain a lot of black support. This ain't about black people being criminals or any of that crazy nonsense because that's not what I'm saying. Black people already feel that it's a two-tier justice system. And um. They've been complaining and uh, feeling that way for a long time. And now they're start to realize that the people that control the justice system for all these years have been Democrats. No matter how you put it, even when you just think about um, Joe Biden, Um, he created the I think it's the 94 crime bill that uh, put a lot of black people in jail or in prison. Uh, he created that. Liberals have been in control of the justice system for a long time. And the things that are happening to Trump is proving it. They're seeing the two-tier justice system work on this man. It is making him more relatable. Not, to, not because of no cr- criminal acts, because I do not believe uh, Trump has done the things that Uh, They're accusing them of, but black people are seeing that Democrats are using the justice system against them um, to stop them. And black people feel that the justice system has been working against them for a long time. And this is proof that Democrats are the ones that are doing it. So believe me, come 2024, Trump name on the ballot, He's going to get a large, large amount of black vote. Believe that. What
0: do you think of that? I, the, I Daddy T, you were saying. Yeah, Daddy, Daddy T, T, man. I want Daddy T. They people,
1: know.
2: He's right. Because because people are seeing, people are seeing, and not only black people, everybody's seeing what would usually happen to them is that they, you know, they feel like they'd be powerless against something like this. And what they're seeing is that they're seeing the the government that they already don't like because they take too many taxes and they don't do do enough, and they see they, they see all the hypocrisy coming out of D.C., and then they see them going after this guy. Why? I thought you said he could win a general. Why are they so why are they so worried? Why are they so worried uh, about this guy who supposedly you know? Oh my goodness, he's such a criminal. But they still can't seem to find it. They've been trying for seven eight years now. Where where are all these? Where are the walls that are closing in? That, that we've heard so much about, that, oh my goodness, he's going to be... Where are they? And what what do we see yesterday? Hillary Clinton showing up with Rachel Madcow, right? <laughs> laughing her ass off, nervously, as she projects exactly what they did onto him. And, and making it seem like, oh, don't worry. Oh, yeah, it's, it, they're going to get him this time. Yeah, okay. We got it. No problem. So that That's my personal feeling.
0: But what do you think of is what do you think about in the audience you can chime in here too in the getter chat. What do you think about the idea as he says that um, that somehow black people will look at Trump and somehow think he's more relatable because they they think there's been a two-tier justice system. That whole idea that somehow he becomes more relatable to them as a candidate or as someone they can have empathy for because they say, um, well, we have felt like that has happened to us for a long time.
2: Yeah, Total, totally. He's dead on, dead on. And again, it's because, you know, they've they've seen and the the best the best juxtaposition, black prosecutor
0: in New York, black prosecutor in Georgia. Oh, I'm not talking about the race. I'm talking
2: about the juxtaposition of look at Hunter Biden and how he's been, you know, uh, not charged with little things a gun violation that they're willing to wipe away meanwhile everybody in the black community knows that if you get caught with a gun you're not just going to they're not just going to wipe it away for you that's not the way it works. That's not, that's, not, that's not been their experience. So when they see Hunter Biden getting that deal and then they, they're going after Trump for phone calls, they see what's going on. They're not stupid. Yeah. And I think it, it transcends race because even in the Hispanic community, it, 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 it's more of the culture. They see yep. the rich people in charge and they see everybody else being attacked. And I think that's what makes it more relatable. Even though Trump is a rich person, he doesn't come off as one he comes off they used to rap about him all the time the rap community is filled with songs up until he ran for president that that extolled the virtues of hey you want to be trump you want to be trump trump was trump was huge in the rap community
1: yeah uh, prince wrote a song the black donald trump many years ago too yep
0: you're right All right, a couple minutes here before we wrap it up. Let's do just a little more sports with Slick Rick, brought to you by uh, Mike Lindell and MyPillow. What's going on, Slick? All right,
1: one more trip to the rodeo, Big D. We're going back to Caldwell, Idaho. Remember, we talked about that last night. I got invited to come out there. That that rodeo is rolling through the 19th, and here we are, Big D, night number two. We got bareback riding, Richmond champion, 87 points on Birch Rodeo's Fire Iron. Steer Wrestling in the second round now. Brush Mitten, four seconds flat. Team Roping second round. Caleb Driggers and Junior Noguera, 4.6 seconds. Saddle Bronk, we got Colby Wanchuk. Everybody Wanchuk tonight. 88.5 points on Birch (laughs) Rodeo's Calico Color. Second round, I'm so 80s, right? Second round leader, Chet White, 7.7 seconds. And bow Racing, oh, Brittany posey Tenosi. She got edged out by Carly Otero, 16.86 seconds. Oh, Brittany came in at 16.97. Oh, those girls are really going neck and neck there. Bull riding, Jay Jack hoy Hale, 88 and 80 and a half points on Powder River rotos number 64th. $389,085 payout on this rodeo, Big D. And, uh, well, we're going to get to a couple of quick stories here. How about this one? How about that Redskins, uh, that that petition? Petition urging commanders to bring back Redskins' name surpasses 100,000 signatures. Warner Todd Houston and Breitbart. I know Big D says there's no hope in this with this woke ownership. But a petition started by a Native American group demanding that the Washington Commanders Go back to being called the Redskins has surpassed 100,000 signatures. The Native American Guardians Association, NAGA, which seeks to reclaim Native American history and return it to American culture, started its campaign last week with a letter asking the NFL team to return the Redskins' name and Native American imagery. The, the letter uh, to the owners and executives of the Washington Commanders said the NAGA was formally requesting the team to revitalize its relationship with the American Indian community and rightfully change their name back to the Redskins goes on to detail what it, where it's at. But right now, officially, they're at 105,000 signatures. But I don't think it's going to get ownership even a blink at that big deal, right? Commanders is just going to be a woke name they're going to keep. But I you, I'd love to see that Redskins come back. Cause I can't tell you how many sports reports I go. The Washington Redskins. Oh, Commanders. So silly. But that's a wrap, sports, Big D. Back to you.
0: All right, Slick, very good. Um, Make sure you head over to livefromstudio 6 bcom as well. Make sure you follow us on all our social medias. We'll be doing more in the breaks here on social media, especially when you have segments like that.
2: Oh, Pojar is checking in from Cousin Humper, California, by the way.
0: Okay, very good. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Fran. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you over at live from Studio6B.com and we'll see you tomorrow night right here 8pm live from Studio6B.